How's it going Thrivers? It is Miguel here from CFS Recovery. In this video, I'm actually bringing a very special guest on. She's a part of our Thriver community. She's been in the program Recovery Jumpstart for about two and a half months now, and she's been absolutely crushing it. The reason I wanted to bring her on is it's a really inspiring story. She's been dealing with this for several years. She's been making lots of progress. It has not been an easy journey, but she has that mentality, that fighter spirit. She's never given up and she's always looking for solutions. I want to introduce you all to Nicole. You want to quickly introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, a little bit about yourself and how long you've been dealing with CFS for. Hi, I'm Nicole. I am 40. I'm from Australia. I've had ME CFS for about six and a half years, going on seven years now. And I started the Jumpstart program in June this year. Yeah, so fairly new to the program, only two and a half months, but we've been talking since I think the spring, so maybe five months. That's when you reached out to me. We talked a little bit on Instagram. You wanted to come into one of the previous programs, but we actually didn't have a time slot at that time. So I was like, you can watch the video modules on your own in June. 2022. So maybe just take us back. Let's rewind the clock a little bit. How did you come down with something like CFS? Like how did it all go down for you? Yeah. So I feel like it's a typical story. I was very fit. I've been really fit all my life really active, typical type A, doing everything at once. And we don't know for sure the trigger, but just the perfect storm, which again, very typical of this condition. I had EBV in my early 20s. So as most people know, that's one of the marker tests that they'll run for it. So I had that, but it hadn't been reactivated. I had the flu and we also went to India and I ended up in hospital with fluid on the lungs. And we think maybe that was the start of it all. I feel like I recovered, but my husband thinks that I never really was 100% after that. So that was probably the starting point for it. And then it all went downhill from there. First started noticing, I just was fatigued. So I was going to the gym, I've been to the gym and boot camp. I used to do six days a week boot camp for 10, 15 years. So I was up oh. between four and five every morning. Um, six days a week. It's like more yeah. than I was doing. Holy cow. On top <laughs> yeah. of work and everything else you were doing. Yeah. And some days I do a double session. So I do the 6am or the 5am and then I do the, the next session or go back at night. So I was a little bit cray. A little bit. I, just a little bit. Yeah. I so ended up just with the fatigue side of things. And that was, I had that for about 12. We got engaged and for the 12 months leading up to the wedding, I just started noticing that I couldn't get out of bed where normally my body was so used to getting up at four or used to getting up at five and going to the gym it wasn't a struggle like my alarm would go off and I would get up but I noticed that I was starting to struggle and I just noticed that in class I had no energy I was just so zapped of all my energy trying to exercise that I actually couldn't exercise which was so bizarre for me so we started looking into it about six months out from our wedding they referred me to an endocrinologist because there's lots of endocrine problems and issues in my family and the endocrinologist checked me out and said no there's nothing wrong with you. It's just the lead up to the wedding. It'll just be because you're doing a lot of exercise and you're stressed and whatnot. He also said it's because you're getting up early. And I said to him, but that's my normal time. Nothing in my routine has actually changed at all. Mm -hmm. like it's not like I've added in exercise. It's not like I've started getting up early. I've done this for 15 years. And he kind of just wouldn't listen to what I was saying. So I was sent on my way. And he said, you'll go on your honeymoon, you'll rest and you'll be fine. So we went on the honeymoon and it just didn't get better. So we had a month off. I lay by a pool for four weeks and it didn't mm -hmm. get better. So that was the start of when I started thinking, hang on, something's really not right here. Is this like um, year one felt, with your illness? Yeah, yeah. So this, this is about the 12 month mark. And then I happened to fall pregnant straight away. And I actually went into remission during my pregnancy. So everything completely went away. I had no issue. I had the easiest pregnancy. And then I had Frankie and everything came crashing down. Mm. And ever since the day I had him, it's just been the perfect storm and it's just been brutal since then and getting worse and worse and since I had him everything escalated but my symptoms escalated from fatigue to everything else you can possibly imagine under the sun the first 12 18 months so I struggled with Frankie and we put it down to having a newborn and 
and not getting sleep. However, he slept through, we were very lucky. He slept through since he was four months. It worked really hard to get him there. It wasn't easy, but we knew that the only way I was going to survive was to get all night's sleep. We were lucky in that respect, but I was getting worse, not better mm. with sleep. And my sleep, although I wasn't having, I wasn't getting up in the night, I just wasn't getting that refreshed sleep. So that's where the symptoms just started to escalate. And about the two years ago, so it was probably about four years in, I was definitely in my worst, everything. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Okay. Like how bad did it really get for you? Because you, we've talked on many calls, but I think at your worst, you could barely just sit up in bed, right? Yeah, so I would say I was definitely moderate to severe. I, for about six months, it had gotten so bad that we had a lot of discussions around me having to give up work permanently. And I was managing to work, but not anywhere near what I needed to be able to work at financially, but also to be able to do my job. I was close to bedridden. So I had weeks and months where I was definitely housebound and bed bound. I had really brutal crashes where I couldn't speak. I would actually lose my ability to speak, to move at all. My husband would have to lift me into the toilet. The inch of my body was so heavy and felt like cement. I remember lying there in the thick of a crash and I remember I was trying to even move my finger and I actually couldn't even move my finger. I could not lift my finger. It was so heavy. Yeah. And I had so much pain and I've been lucky I haven't had, I don't get a lot of pain. I've never really got a lot of pain with it, except for when I'm in a crash. And when I'm in a crash, even like my fingernails and my, like oh, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. It's like torture. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. And I just couldn't speak. Like I would, there were, I actually, it was like I had a stroke. There was nothing in my head at all. My mind was completely blank and I actually lost the ability to know how to speak. Like I couldn't communicate. Yeah. And I remember lying there one day and Dan, and used to do night shift back then and he was about to go on a week night shift and I was in a crash and he came in and it was the start of it and I was lying in bed and he looked at my face and just said to me are you gonna be okay and I actually couldn't communicate I couldn't say anything back to him I just looked at him and I was crying I just started crying because that was the only way that I could communicate and I couldn't I didn't actually know what I needed to say but I knew that like it was bad. I was in trouble. Yeah, was yeah I was in real trouble. There's, there was no coming back. And I had a couple of really major moments. That was one of them. And I had another one, not this Christmas, the Christmas before. Three weeks before Christmas, I had a three-week crash. And that was a massive eye-opener for me. That was really scary. That, I would say, scared me into not giving up and fighting and finding the answer because I thought, and I think we both thought at that point that I wasn't coming back from. This was yeah. going to be the crash that there was no coming back from. Those are so scary. Here I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very different yeah. story. Very different. Nicole, we see her today because uh, <laughs> yeah. I've had those times for sure where it hurts so bad to even just try to lift your hand off the bed. Everything is just on fire and it feels like you're slowly dying. It's like a painful death, but no, you just, you're still alive, but you're just feeling all the symptoms. And it's almost like this feeling of claustrophobia where your body is just like closing in on itself. So yeah, those are definitely some of my darkest times. Now for you, obviously you were trying many things throughout the years. What kind of things did you try to fix this? I'm sure you've tried a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, where do we start? Right? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I feel like I've probably tried close to everything humanly possible to try. I reckon we estimated we probably spent thirty to 40000 in Australian yeah. dollar in probably 18 months to two years yeah. on medications and therapy and tests and all these different things. And now medication alone, like it's about $150 a week just on medication. And I was on probably three times as much back then. So Holy cow. Yeah, yeah that adds um, up quick. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. So what have I tried? I have done so much. I, in the thick of it, I was doing IV drips two to three times a week. I have done, oh God, what have I done? I'm Everything. Yeah. It's like, what have you not done is the question. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've done acupuncture. I've done lymphatic drainage. I've done the drips. I've done all sorts of weird and wacky therapies and treatments. I've Supplements, been on, you know, all that. Yeah, CoQ10 all the antivirals i've done modafinil 
carotene, deripose, like all those things, magnesium, all these different types of things, mestinin. Like it's crazy the amount of stuff. Naltrexone. The naltrexone was probably the only thing out of everything over the years that actually gave me something back that actually got me I would say from severe to a functional state but other than that I nothing I've had no improvement and no success with anything (laughs) money down the drain yeah pretty much lighting money on fire but it's even worse than that because every time your like hopes are so high it's like oh man hopefully this works this could be it let's pay bam next thing you know like waiting for the results and like i don't feel any better in fact i feel worse shoot we just spent like a lot of money (laughs) on this so many people can relate to that yeah every um, single time it's like every single time you wait for a miracle and every time you feel like this is going to be it everything that you take and everything that you try you think you feel hopeful that this is going to be it and it's draining to constantly get nothing yeah. oh to yeah constantly feel no improvement to constantly wake up and feel the feelings that we have every day <laughs> feeling yeah. you're still stuck in this body you still have your symptoms and there's nothing nothing works it just doesn't work yeah 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 i think that's why a lot of people like like really lose hope and almost just give up it's almost like if you had a fireworks show because I was actually at a fireworks show not too long ago, a few weeks ago, but it's like at the end of the fireworks show, that big fireworks shoots up and everybody's waiting for it. And you're waiting for that explosion, the beautiful sky. And then it doesn't go off. And you're like, oh man, okay, well maybe the next one, another thing shoots up, everybody's waiting for it. They like gasp and then it like, doesn't go off. Like you have that happens in enough time. You're going to be like, okay, screw this. It's not happening. So you just turn around and go home. It's kind of like with recovery, it can get very hopeless sometimes because you're just pulling at whatever, reaching for whatever. But I'm happy to see that you finally started gaining some traction and digging yourself out of this hole and doing everything you can to find a solution. And one of them was Recovery Jumpstart. So why did you join Recovery Jumpstart? What brought you, what attracted you to this program? Yeah, so I, about 12 months ago, middle of last year, I was desperate. I was in the thick of it and I had gotten to a point where I just thought there's no end to this. This cannot be my life. And everybody around me was telling me that there's no coming back from this. There's no cure. And this is, you just have to manage it. And I was deep in the thick of it, thinking about giving up work. And I just, something clicked. And I thought one avenue that I haven't actually tried is this brain retraining side of things and that's the only thing that I haven't explored and I I was so desperate I was like at this point what have I got to lose and Dan and I spoke about it and he said if this was a medication or this was another type of therapy you would have no hesitation we would have no hesitation you would jump at the chance to see the doctor or see the therapist or take the medication so why be hesitant to go down this path so there's a place here in melbourne that specializes in mecfs and they actually do it through this theory of brain retraining and cognitive they call it cbt so cognitive brain therapy and exercise therapy that's not called exercise therapy and of course in the community it's so frowned upon and it's, it's such a negative light around exercise therapy and of course I was on that bandwagon and but I was desperate I was so desperate that I needed to try something and this was actually my last resort and I thought what have I got to lose I'll at least go and talk to them I went and saw them and what they were saying actually made a bit of sense and I was like yeah let's see how it goes so I started the CBT program I did about four or five months of it and I actually did start to notice a little bit of improvement and it was probably the first time in five or six years that I did get some life back Mm -hmm. Um, I started the naltrexone around the same time. I think that was a good combination. And I definitely saw some results, but I also let it go. (laughs) I didn't fully commit. I wasn't fully committed. I didn't 100% believe it, but I knew that I had seen some improvements. And so then we moved and there was, again, the perfect stress storm. 
and I'd seen these results and then it came crashing down. And so I was in the thick of it again at the end of last year. And then Feb this year, we had, it was my 40th in January and we had a big family and friends trip and we were all away. We did two weeks away on holidays and I was lying in bed one day. I'd had a big couple of days and I was lying in bed trying to recover and I came across your videos. Something made your videos pop up and I remember I was lying in bed. I was meant to be sleeping, but I came across one of your videos and I was just like hooked. Every <laughs> single thing that you said, everything just clicked in that moment for the first time in six years. Everything you were saying made sense. The way that you explained everything was simple and it just made sense to me. And it was like this light bulb moment. And I just thought, oh my God, this is actually the answer. And it was the same concepts of what this place the year before was teaching me as well but you explained it in a way that really resonated with me and I'd actually middle of last year as well again I was in the thick of it and desperate and I was looking for podcasts and I came across the chronic comeback podcast and that was also a bit of a game changer for me because that got me starting to think hang on all these people have recovered they're yeah. no different to me what they're explaining is identical to what I'm going through if they've recovered then it's possible right like it's I can yeah. yeah yeah like this yeah this is actual proof that you can actually recover and that was a massive turning point for me and that's when I decided to go down the CBT route and then your videos were just the chronic comeback on steroids <laughs> like, wait a second I, was, I felt like that kind of got me to a point where I was open to it and I was open to going down this route and then when I saw your videos I was like this is the answer yes there is actually no doubt in my mind now and I had doubt the last six months but I was open to it and that's why I was exploring it and seeing results just small results and then when I saw your videos and they made so much sense, I just thought this is actually the answer. And there's actually no doubt in my mind yeah. anymore for the first time. And in the Chronic Comeback podcast, there was one, I think it was actually with Dan Newfer, and he actually said, and this sticks with me every day, I still think about this, he said, there's so many programs out there and they're all based around the same concept. And they are, they're all based on this brain retraining neuroplasty side of things but you need to find one that resonates with you and you need to find one that you you're drawn to and that's what I felt with yours and I looked into a lot of other ones and obviously the one that I did 12 months ago I got a bit out of it but I didn't I wasn't fully invested in it and I learned things and I got the concepts but they were just explained in a way that I was like I just switched off for a lot of it where that was the reason why I chose your program over a lot of others and I did look into other ones but I just felt that yours spoke to me and the way that you explained things was actually all I needed to know it was so simple the way that you break everything down and I didn't need to know all the other stuff I knew yeah. it I was told all the information but it was actually just confusing everything it's like and noise right yeah yeah and I just felt like the videos gave me the information that I needed to know and yeah here we are <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. We're well on our way. And that's a big thing I like to really emphasize in the program and focus on is I really try to make it simple. Like some of the videos in the video modules, they're like two minutes long, three minutes long. And you'll hear me make a lot of analogies. I'm full of analogies on the calls. So I'm really trying to take this whole neuroplasticity brain retraining thing and simplify it. Because at the end of the day, it actually is a simple concept. There can be a lot of moving parts and a lot of mystery behind this whole thing. It makes it seem very confusing, but that's one of my big things. It's like, I wanted to make this as simple as possible. Cause I know when my doctor explained it to me, he was making it foolproof. And I was like, that's what I need. And that's what these people need. They don't need to know all the ins and outs and like mitochondria, this and that. It's good to know, but it's not necessary to know in order to get better. So for exactly. you, what were your top two or three things, top two or three favorite things about Recovery Jumpstart? What would you say were the things that like really stood out and that caught your attention? I think the number one thing was the community. So I think I love our group so much. Yeah, and we're, our calls everyone are lots in of our fun. Group. <laughs> yeah. It is so much fun. Everyone in our group says it. <laughs> yeah. We're all 
we're always like, I love this group. And that was the difference for me between a lot of the programs and this program and even the one that I did last year. The one last year was one-on-one, which was great as well. And ours are essentially one-on-one, like you're in every call and you're there to support us and ask questions. But actually being in a group with other like-minded people all typical Taipei's, very extreme Taipei's. And they're all actually feeling exactly what I'm feeling and know exactly what I'm going through was a game changer for me Mm -hmm. on so many levels to have that support and people that even on the days that you weren't feeling great, still actually dialing in and chatting to everybody. It actually lifted my spirits so many days where I think that is, you don't get that opportunity in a lot of other programs. So that would definitely be my number one. Number two would be the content. So I think the content like I said before, is explained in a really easy to follow way. And I love your analogies. I actually relate with them so so much. My husband does that a lot. Too many analogies, way too many. (laughs) (laughs) It actually makes learning so much easier and so much more relatable. And the, I think the difference as well was a lot of the other ones, the, the one that I did previously, so you have appointments and we do, we have the two calls a week, but they're one on one and There's a lot of info being fed at you regardless of how you're feeling. So you've got an hour to cram all this information into. And that was actually what I was expecting with your program. But what I realized when I got into it was that it's all the videos and stuff are pre-recorded. So you can actually work through it at your own pace. And at the start, I was like, this is weird. But then I realized it's actually really beneficial because everyone's at a different stage in their journey and everybody learns differently and everybody on a different day is feeling pretty rubbish. And if you have one day set and you've got an appointment at that time and you're in a crash or an adjustment period or and you can't actually take the information in well it's bad luck the information's gone. Where I actually really liked that you could work through the program and work through all the content at your own pace so if you're having a bad day it doesn't matter you can do it the next day or and there were some weeks where like I skipped a week and but I did majority of them before the program started but when the program started the later modules I got access to but there were weeks where I wasn't feeling great initially and so I hadn't done it and then I would feel all right the next week so then I'd catch up on the two weeks but it gives you the opportunity to do that where a lot of other programs don't so I think that is a lot different and I think that's a the benefit of this one as well. Yeah, totally. I think our approach is very tailored and we take into account the pace that most people are at. That's why we keep the groups relatively small, especially for the first six weeks, because if there are too many people on the calls, we won't be able to help everybody. And we want to be able to help everybody. Our goal is a hundred percent success rate. We don't want to leave any single person behind. Um, But yeah, just being on calls with other people, it's super, super impactful. And let's say people are having a lot of brain fog or are in an adjustment period during the call, then we also have the call replays, which people can watch back. So I think that's very helpful. What would you say is different now? Like where are you at today versus where you were maybe five or six months ago? Because right now you're in a little bit of an adjustment period, but you were doing like 10 to 20 times more than you were doing like six months ago, which is remarkable. And it's super cool to see. There are a lot of like first times of things that you did in many years, but I'll just let you explain that. What are some of the things you could do now that was a struggle or nearly impossible before? Yeah, so gosh, the list is endless. I have a life back. I have my life back to some degree. I'm probably, when I was in the thick of it, I'd say I was probably 10% most days. 20% was on a good day. When I started the pro, when I first reached out to you, I was probably about 30 to 40%. 40% was a really good day. I was probably sitting around 30% consistently most days. Now I would definitely be consistently sitting at about 80%. Um, I actually was close to, I'd say even some days I was 90% and I actually had a run of three days, three or four days where I was completely symptom free which was insane. So I definitely have a lot of life back. I'm able to work. I'm working close to full-time again. I am exercising again. So we're in the thick of winter over here at the moment. And I'm in Melbourne, which is one of the coldest cities in Australia. So winter's not been 
<laughs> actually, it's, it has been a really good winter this year, but this week's actually really miserable. So I've been trying to do daily walks and I've been doing pretty well, minimum of 30 minutes a day, but I built up to that. So um, that I built up over the last six months. I actually am now able to go on hikes. I've done two and a half hour hikes out in the bush with no PM. I've had no issues at all, really no pushback from anything physical. So I'm pretty confident in my body physically. I started exercising in the last probably three or four weeks. I've started implementing an exercise program, <laughs> lots of low weights and band resistant training. So I've just started doing that and my body's been handling that fine so starting to slowly get back into it I'm able to help around the house again so I'm doing housework I haven't had until probably this week but to be fair we've had a pretty rough couple of weeks we've had a really stressful couple of weeks I probably was sitting yeah like I said 90 to 100 percent better for about two or three weeks and the three or four days where I felt completely normal and had all this energy I didn't even wake up with that hit by a bus feeling I thought this is mind-blowing this is crazy that this is how far I've come like I'm normal and I actually was thinking a couple of days I feel like I could go for a run and I actually am confident that I could have actually gone for a run small run and had no issue with it I've come a long way I've had a really stressful couple of weeks my husband's been in hospital my son's had croup we decided to get a puppy in the thick of it and I've had a lot going on at work and a few other bits and pieces so I've definitely um, and no longer symptom free I've gone back probably sitting about the 80 percent but the 80 percent is huge I don't really have symptoms at all anymore during the day the only real symptom I have now is the initial hit by a bus feeling in the morning so I still get that but even that is a lot less severe than what it used to be and it doesn't last as long like it used to last hours if not the whole morning when now it may be 10-15 minutes and then I'm like fine yeah your bad days now are way better than your best days before so now yeah. you're at this new threshold like we talk about this baseline or the idea of a baseline in the cfs community your baseline is so much higher now and you're cushioned for stress like the amount of stuff you have going on in the last couple of weeks it's like even a normal person would be quite drained doing that i know i would so the fact that you're still able to kind of function and you're not in bed or on the couch all day and wiped out from it is uh, it's really like a true testament of how resilient your nervous system is now like the fact that they can even handle all that stuff one of those things is tough to handle right so it's, it's in a pretty solid place now yeah yeah i actually need to remind myself of those things and dan reminded me last night as well i think he actually watched one of your videos about normal people wake up like they don't spring out of bed either is <laughs> he it's not and i need to remind myself that sometimes and sometimes it's a bit hard to determine what's a real thing and what's a MEC yeah it's, it's tricky you're in that great yeah. area now <laughs> yeah like i'm not sure like is this what normal people feel like and so I was so used to, you know, bounding out of bed at 5 a.m. or whatever. But that was six years ago. And, and I was super, super fit then. I don't so, even do that to this day. If I had to exactly. get out of bed at 5, I'd be dragging myself to this day. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And my husband does as well. Like even getting up at 7, like he struggles. So it's, I need to remind myself of that, that I'm probably close to feeling what a normal person feels most days and I definitely have none or very a very small amount of symptoms during the day like super minimal now yeah. it's more normal person tired if I don't get a good night's sleep I'm tired during the day but I need to mm -hmm. again remind myself that it, like Dan's tired as well exactly. <laughs> the puppy's awake twice a night we had a run obviously this week with everything going on so the puppy was up twice in the night and Frankie was up twice in the night so we were up four times in the night and Dan was tired so I was really tired that day but then I was like hang on so it's always yeah, yeah. probably just normal person symptoms oh yeah you don't sleep. you don't really realize how normal you are until you start hanging out with normal people and when you're <laughs> hanging out with them and they're saying yeah I'm so drained I'm so tired and you're like wait a minute I'm not tired well you're tired wait a minute yeah. that means I have more energy than you so yeah. I must be out of this thing now. Yeah. And there's so many nights where I'm not ready to go to bed or I've actually got more energy than Dan. 
And mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, he's like really tired. And I'm like, oh, I actually feel okay. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like the role switched like, that's almost. That's happening, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. How impactful was it being on calls with other people like yourself? Similar situations, but being able to talk to people who kind of understand what you're going through, how impactful was that? Yeah, I think that that was probably one of the main keys that I think made all the difference in recovery. I wasn't actually sure going into it how that would play out. I wasn't sure whether it would actually be a benefit or it would actually work against me almost, but it was definitely one of the main factors in my recovery for sure. I said the support of people that are going through exactly the same thing was priceless. The first session was very weird. It was awkward. (laughs) It was quiet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I love our group and everybody in our group loves our group. We have so much fun, so many lols. And I actually really love the calls each week. So it was a big part and a big driving force behind actually being accountable and checking in each week and having those people to feed off. Max in our group fully recovered in three weeks, which is mind blowing. But having him in our group to bounce ideas off and to bounce questions off and everybody in the group has improved to some degree everyone started at different levels in their journey and everybody to some degree has improved so I think that that says a lot but it's actually been really inspiring to watch everyone's journey and actually see how far everybody has come and I think I've actually done the course that I did 12 months ago it was an individual one so it was one-on-one and it definitely had its benefits but I would say that having group support far outweigh having a one-on-one sessions for me at least anyway yeah totally that's what i see as well and that's what everybody says they were like yeah we thought we wanted to do one-on-one before but this group thing it's way better because then other people are asking questions that you might be thinking that you forget to ask or sometimes if it's one-on-one like it's just a different dynamic versus in a group setting it's a lot more relaxed it's a lot more casual people are more comfortable you feel like you actually are hanging out with friends while recovering. It's really cool to see people around you progressing and some people progress faster than others, but everybody's trying to pull everybody else up with them. It feels like you're part of a team versus you're on this journey alone. I think that's one of the biggest things. Yeah, I agree. What would you say is different now than before you joined? In terms of just like how you view symptoms or even just like mentally, what kind of differences are there now? knowing what you know. Yeah, so when I started, I probably started this journey really fully committing when I first saw your videos back in Feb. And I'd already implemented, was implementing some things that I'd learned just off the videos. So I'd improved by the time I started the course and I started the program prior to actually joining the program. I got access, as you would know, to the content. So you gave me access to some of it beforehand so that I could learn it and study going into it. So I had improved already slightly just from implementing those things that I learned going into the program. Most days my symptoms weren't brutal. I was probably moderate in terms of CFS. Now since starting the program probably I sit about 80% most days. I've had consistent runs of zero symptoms at all. I had a really good run of about a week about a month ago where I was actually symptom free. I was full of energy ready to go for a run but some outside factors came into it and I've definitely lost that a little bit. So I'm sitting comfortably at about 80%. So my symptoms are very, very mild now. I don't really have a lot of symptoms during the day. I can work a full work day relatively fine. I still have the hit by bus feeling in the morning, but that's about it. I'm living my relatively normal life. Um, Mm -hmm getting back into exercise and all that type of thing. So definitely, I would say significant improvements in starting the program. I think just having the twice weekly calls and having everybody else to bounce off. And it's almost like you said, like it's a real team vibe. And so you don't want to let the team down. And so you kind of commit to all these things that you need to do and put in place because you don't want to let the team down. And each week yeah. you're like, well, where are you? Where are you? How are you going? Like, you want to show really up with wins, right? Yeah, you want to show totally. Up wins. Yeah, totally. And I really love that. And I think without that, then I probably wouldn't be where I am. But it's also taken a lot of commitment for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and a lot of sacrifices. So I've had to make a lot of sacrifices in the last, I would say, six months um, mm-hmm. to get to where I am. The short-term pain, long-term gain. 
um, and it's definitely paid off. So it's not forever and it hasn't been forever. So it's definitely paid off now. Yeah. And I think I saw in your story just the other day, did you walk like seven miles or something or how far was that? Yeah. So I'm now comfortably walking basically as far as I want. So I've done a couple of two to, and a half. You don't have to think about it twice, yeah. right? Yeah. We went hiking up in the mountains a few weeks ago. So that was about two and a half hours of walking and I had no issue. Got back in the car and felt. And then we actually went out for dinner that night. So I was tired, but I was a normal person tired. And I hadn't felt normal person tired in probably six years. So it was nice to get in the car and be like, oh, hang on. I had no symptoms at all, but I just felt tired. And with good reason, because I just walked for two and a half hours. Yeah. So I went home and I had a sleep for, I don't know, an hour or something. Woke up and I was fine. We went out to dinner that night and with some friends. And it was actually really like loud environment. And I was fine and woke up the next day and, and was fine. I've had quite a few of those days we try and when the weather's it's middle of winter here at the moment so it's a bit difficult but when the days are a bit nicer we try and go on hikes we went a few weeks before that and did another I think about two hours um, mm. so yeah I definitely don't have any issue with the physical stuff anymore I've started exercising or incorporating resistance training really low numbers so I'm only doing three sets of 15 but I've started doing that and my body has been fine so my body no longer reacts um, mm -hmm. my body reacts more to the mental stress for sure that's what I notice that's when my symptoms flare up my symptoms mm -hmm. I have no issue at all with anything physical it's all mental now so that's awesome that. oh yeah that's awesome and because i remember i think it was maybe the first month in the program or during the first month one of your things that you were even a bit nervous to do was to go out and have a girls night or just go yeah. out in a loud environment because there was music and different stuff there was wine but you were able to go out to i guess a social event and do a two and a half hour hike all together in the same <laughs> yeah. day that was kind of just on a whim so it's, it just goes to show how different things are now than just like a few months ago too yeah wild i yeah, the girls' night was a lot. Even the venue was so loud and even the other girls were like, you must be struggling with this. This is so loud. Like, you couldn't hear each other talk. You were like yelling. To oh, really? Time. It was that loud, eh? It was so loud. We actually they were, we were sitting at a small table and you could only talk to the person beside you. You couldn't talk to or hear anything that was going on over the table. And even Holy beside cow. you, you had to yell. It was so loud. But I left feeling fine and the other girls all wanted to go home. And I was like, really? I'm good. Let's like go out and... And I went out with one of the girls afterwards and we went to a club and I was still home early. I called it pretty early. I think I was home at midnight or something, but I drank way more than I had anticipated. And I woke up hungover, but normal person hungover. I had no symptom flare up, nothing. I woke up normal person hungover and yeah, it just went about my day. So it was crazy. Like I can't even... But I'm doing all these things now with no no flare up and no consequences. It's pretty wild that I'm at this point for sure. Never, yeah. I mean, four months ago, I was begging even to get 10%, but even two or 3%, I was desperate. Like any little thing that could give me any slight bit of life back, I was hanging on to for dear life. But here I am and I'm sitting comfortably at 80%. And I'm like, oh God, I'm only at 80%. The humans always want more, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. That's like basically normal people things, like going to a restaurant with loud music or going for a hike and then eating after. That's like normal people stuff. And yeah. the average person doesn't even do that much activity too. Like they would be tired. Yeah. It's, and I, I do have to remind myself of that. And Dan has reminded me of that a few times that a lot of those things now that I'm feeling are probably normal people things. And it's hard to differentiate what's a MSAFS symptom and what's actually a normal person thing, how they would be yeah. feeling. And so now it's a little bit skewed. I'm not, I'm not really hundred percent sure what's what now, which is a good problem to have, but the days that I'm tired or struggling a bit. Dan's also struggling. So I need to just remind myself and be a bit kinder yeah. to myself. But normal people struggle too. Like they, when we're out late and doing a lot of physical activity or we've just got a lot going on, like they get tired as well. Like yeah, yeah. That... Like it's normal to be tired and it's normal to be, to have a headache or I, like I haven't had a headache. It's such a different pain that you get. It's not a migraine. It's not a headache. It's like this, your head's in this vice and the pressure in your head it's such a distinctive feeling and that used to be one of my worst symptoms yeah. my pot 
was out of control and amongst everything like the fatigue and all the rest I had all of it and so I haven't had any of that for so long now the only real thing I get is the fatigue and it's definitely so much more minor but even there's a difference now between the fatigue and normal tiredness and I can actually yeah. feel the difference between the two and so to feel normal person tired is huge and not to have the fatigue side of things so I definitely need to remind myself of that yeah occasionally I, a tiny bit of a headache start to come or a tiny bit of that head pain just start to creep in I think oh and but I know that's the point where I have to stop that's my boundary and as soon as I stop and back off that goes away so I don't even have that anymore which is crazy yeah I used to always use like normal people as my reference to okay how am I doing I'm able to gauge my progress so if I can keep up with a normal person then I'm okay and if they're getting yeah. tired before I am then that's I would always use that as a reference point so yeah. once I started realizing I'm like I can do actually more than the typical person or I'm busier or I work more or I stay up later get less sleep and I can still keep up that's how I knew I was like okay I think I've made it I'm pretty sure I've made it but I never really <laughs> yeah. arrived it was more so you keep living life and you stop and look around and you're like, wow, we're here. We've been here for a, quite a while. So it's interesting. And you're in that phase right now where you're in that very gray area where you're yeah. pretty much normal and then some glimpses of some symptoms, but you're pretty much there. You're pretty much there. Yeah, I'm pretty close. So the mornings are definitely still about the only thing that I get that's struggle first thing in the morning. Um, and like I said, this, the last month has been, I've definitely gone backwards a bit, but prior to that, my morning symptoms had gone, like everything was gone. It was wild. Like I felt normal for the first time in six years. And I thought, yeah, there were so exactly. many days where I, thought, I feel like I've got so much energy. I could go for a run. Mm -hmm. um, never in my mm -hmm. wildest dreams did I think that that would ever happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pretty crazy ride. Oh yeah. So what would you say to someone who was kind of in your shoes where you were like last year or during your darkest times and they're there right now, what would you tell them? Because you were there not too long ago. What kind of inspiration or words of wisdom can you give them? Hang in there. Don't give up. You can recover. I'm here to tell you that you can recover. Don't listen to the negativity. Don't listen to the outside noise. I'm here to tell you that you can recover. I was there. I know everybody says that you can't, but I'm here to tell you that you can. And I've seen so many stories. I've seen so, spoken to so many people that have recovered. And I'm no different to you. And I'm no different to anybody else that has recovered. Like we're all the same. We're all going through exactly the same thing. And if they can recover and I can recover, then you can recover. You just have to believe it and you have to know what to do. And you have to commit. If you don't commit, then you'll never get out of it. You need to commit and you need to make the leap and do it because it is possible. I'm here to tell you it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. It feels impossible, but it's totally possible. You just need to start gaining momentum, get around people who are talking about recovery stories or something positive. Put yourself in that environment, whether it's watching videos like this or other channels with inspiring stories or joining a program that can help too. But it's essentially just need to change the way you think, the way you recover. Because right now it probably feels impossible because you've been told that by doctors and so many other people. I was told that too. You were told that, Nicole, but it's not true. We've seen it. And now me and you have, or you and I have lived it. You've seen yeah. the truth and we see it happen with other yeah. people too. Look at Max. Crazy, right? Yeah. It's yeah, absolutely. And I think there's the best thing that I ever did and it made a massive difference for me was to delete myself from all the forums. So deleted myself from all the negativity. I deleted myself from all the Facebook pages and I actually actively went out and started looking for positive stories and recovery stories and recovery pages and the amount that I actually came across was mind-blowing it was absolutely blew my mind and the more that I dug into it the more that I found the best thing I ever did was find I came across the chronic comeback podcast and that for me was the very first thing that I started listening to and that was the first thing that I started thinking oh my god these people are no different to me they're no different to me and every one of them has recovered these are not paid actors these are real people and they've all been in the thick of it and they've all recovered and that's when my mind shifted 
And that was a huge shift for me and a huge reality check. And as soon as I started listening to that, I just went down this mad, like, mad rabbit hole. And when I started surrounding myself in all these recovery stories, I realized like this is actually possible. And then it just clicked for me when I came across your videos and everything made sense. Everything that all these people were talking about and all these recovery stories were talking about made so much sense when I started listening to your videos. I was like, oh, it's so simple and everything that I'd been taught 12 months ago it was the same concept but it was so much simpler and it for the first time it clicked it made sense back then but it never really clicked and it was a bit of a drag and I wasn't fully committed to it that's all it came down to I just wasn't 100% committed to it but when I put the chronic comeback and surrounded myself in all this positivity and all these recovery stories I realized for the first time I can actually do this I'm not going to live like this forever that's it I'm done and then I found your videos and everything changed on that day for me everything changed and I showed my husband I sat in bed for about three hours on that trying to recover from a morning at the beach again which is crazy I spent and that was like that wasn't too long ago right that wasn't too long yeah, ago that was like, like yeah, six yeah. months ago yeah and I showed him the videos and he 100% agreed and from that day on everything just clicked and I was like this is it this is the answer and I knew and that was when it all changed for me and think that you have to find you have to believe it you've got to actually believe it and you need to commit but you've also got to find something that speaks to you and that's what I found with the chronic and with your videos I felt that everything just clicked for me and it all made sense and everything just spoke to me in a way that I could understand it um, mm -hmm. and it's important that you believe it and actually it makes sense because otherwise it's not going to work yeah 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 and I'm so glad you found my page and you ended up doing the program because I was an inspiration to you, but it's cool because just last week we had some new thrivers on the call with you in our small group, added some new people. And then one of them was saying you were actually an inspiration to them because they were following you <laughs> yeah, on Instagram. Yes. So some crazy inception stuff. Yeah, it was so crazy. I was actually a really emotional moment. It was in full circle <laughs> almost. Yeah, it was, I actually started the page, never in my wildest dreams did I ever start the page thinking it would progress into what it is today. I started the page initially, I actually was thinking about it for 12 months before I started it. And I initially, I was so terrified to start it because so many people didn't know what I was going through. And I was so terrified of people's perception of this condition. I know what people say about it, we all do. We've all been through it. We know what people say about it. And they mm -hmm. don't believe it, all these things. And I was so worried about what people would say, but I just got to a point and I ended up doing it because I felt like there wasn't enough truth spoken about it. And people said that they understood it or they wanted to know more, but they didn't, they only saw what they saw when we would go out for lunch or they would only see you for that small snippet of the day. But what they didn't realize is it took you four days to actually build up the energy to get to that hour function and mm -hmm. in that hour function everything kicks in and your adrenaline kicks in and you look fine but you're really not and so I started it to give people the truth on what you were just documenting about. your journey right yeah yeah and just try and give a, a few home truths about what it's actually like for both me and Dan yeah. it's been yeah, really yeah. tough on him and, and our family and I wanted people to realize that or see that side of it especially when you're in a crash or what it actually takes to get to that point that they see and now yeah. I started it at that and it, at that point when I started it I thought there was no cure and there was no chance of recovery so I started it almost as an outlet and an educational page. Like almost so, a diary to yourself, but also venting what it's like to go through this and just yeah, wanted to share the truth. But then as you start yeah. to get better, it turns into almost like a, a beacon of hope basically and yeah. now there's like a bunch of people following you obviously there's people who are like no you didn't really have it but then there's other people who are like holy cow like we watched you when you couldn't even barely leave the house and now you're going on these hikes like this is crazy yeah. so it, it's so cool to have it come full circle and then that person yeah. who was following you be in the same group as us and on the call so that yeah, was probably surreal right 
never in my wildest dreams did I, I think I would be here 12 months later talking about recovery. When I yeah. started the page and be the people that I've met through it have changed my life in so many ways, having people's support, but I've also met so many people that I would never have got an opportunity to meet if I didn't start it. So I'm so glad I started it, but there's so many people that are in the program now or doing other programs like M in our group. That's how we met was through my page and we just happened to be in the same program or the same session. And there's been a number of people that get yeah, the ones that are in this one and also there's been a few others that have joined the program along the way. And I talked to quite a bit and it's, it's crazy that that's happened. Like I never in my wildest dreams did I think that, that this people would be reaching out to me asking me for advice. Yeah, so it's definitely done a complete 180 and it's been a huge surprise, but it's definitely helped my journey and it's definitely helped other people's journeys, which is crazy. Yeah, and for everybody watching this right now, I'm gonna pop up Nicole's Instagram page right here. I'm gonna pop it up. So definitely go follow her. Just see, watch the rest of her journey just kind of flourish and take inspiration from it. Reach out to her and it's been really cool watching you put in the work and go all in 110% and then just see everything come together. Cause I know it's been a long journey for you. Six years probably felt like six decades, but yeah. to have it all come together and for me to be able to witness that, I'm so grateful to be, to have front row seats basically to it getting all the information put together. I couldn't yeah, have done it without you for sure. It's been awesome. It, it works both ways, right? Like I feel like I just bring the information to the people and then they're the ones who have to put in the hard work and I'm just here to kind of hold you guys hand and help you through it. But you did a lot of hard work yourself too. So it was a team effort, yeah. but it's awesome. We're just gonna continue to inspire people. So last question, would you say overall, it was a good decision, a good investment joining a program like this? Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I did the CBT training 12 months ago and I paid as I went. And like I said, it was one-on-one -on -one and I got little bits and pieces out of it. And I paid a lot of money over time, but you don't realize you're paying that money over time because you're paying it as you go. Mm -hmm. And like I've lots of small chunks, right? That add up. Yeah. Yeah. And I have spent so much money over the years. I think last year we'd estimated probably about 30, 40,000 in uh, just a couple of years on tests and medications and supplements. And I realized going into this that if this was a medication or if this was a supplement or anything else, I would have no hesitation at all to pay the money. And I, added up how much I'd actually spent on the CBT training and it was actually similar but it's just that it's spread out that you don't realize and I thought I was thinking at that point like why am I hesitating it's why are we hesitating when this is the answer I know this is the answer but I'm hesitating I don't even know why I'm hesitating to be honest I think it's a lot of money but it doesn't actually change the outcome like it's actually mm -hmm. changed my life it's changed my life it's changed my family's life and you can't put a price on that and like I said if this was anything else that a medication that you would take and it would cure you would have no hesitation so I think you have to keep it all relative and if you think that or you know that this is the answer, then it's the best investment you'll ever make like I said it's changed my life it just works at different rates and mm -hmm. I don't think put a price on that I think it was the best investment that we ever made like I said it's given me life back with my family and I think it's given part of me back to my family totally and it was taken away for so long and, and they've got me back so I think that's huge yeah yeah and just seeing you come back to life over the last six months because we were chatting even before you were in the program it's been really cool really cool to see it. and just like you said everybody's getting better it can be slow it can be really fast everybody is moving in the right direction and it's not up to luck it's not up to chance it's not up to a certain type of person it's down to a specific set of like principles and if we follow these principles no matter what your background no matter how you got sick how long you've been sick for you're gonna get better if you just follow the steps and there's a reason it works for everybody who joins the program so yeah i think it's super cool to be able to be around these kind of people we call it the thriver community we both got our sweaters on but it's been amazing to see it's going to be exciting seeing the rest of your journey unfold and i'm sure we'll probably do a round two of this down the road maybe in hawaii or on the at the thriver summit yeah, definitely um, i'm so excited for that yeah. We need to oh, book yeah. a date. Get it done. We need to. I, I'm, I'm going to really look at it. Probably be sometime in August. So, so probably sometime in late August. Yeah, probably August. But 
winter yeah. for us so that's perfect yeah and here summer's starting to die down i have one goal and this was my goal going into this was always my goal was to try and get to a point where i can compete in a tough mudder again mm. and so this is the first time i think in six years where it actually feels like it's achievable so mm -hmm. i have a goal to be able to get to that point before the summit next year mm-hmm Mm -hmm. And then I can go on an epic hike while we're there. Oh, yeah. And I think at this pace, yeah, I think you'll definitely do it. So thanks so much for coming on and sharing your story. And uh, we're definitely going to be hearing more from you guys. Go follow Nicole if you're not already on Instagram. Always lots of inspiring stuff. So if you guys did enjoy this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. Um, there's so many wins in the program now and so many people coming out with these amazing stories that... We're going to continue sharing them, continue inspiring people. And always remember, you are just one mind shift away from living a life with thriving health. See you guys in the next video.